Attention HR professionals. Are you tired of dealing with poor performance from your managers? Are you sick of having managers run to you for every single little problem? Would you like to build the confidence and competence of your management team? If so, then contact Boss Builders. At Boss Builders, we specialize in building up the skills and confidence of your organization's managers. We do this through our popular Driving Results on-site training programs, our signature program, the Video-Driven Boss Builder Academy, and we even license our course materials so you and your internal training staff can get those managers confident and competent. For more information on how we can help you improve the performance of your organization's managers, contact us today at www.thebossbuilders.com or at 931-221-2988. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Boss Builder Podcast, the podcast for those of you who are new to supervision, those of you who are in the role and struggling, and even those of you who are thinking about one day making the important transition to being the boss. I don't know if you know this, but as the boss, you have a brand. You may not even know what the brand is, but believe me, other people will know it. Our guest today is Sherry Petchy. I've known Sherry for a couple of years now. Sherry right now works for a large corporation down in Florida, and I have actually heard her teach a really, really great workshop on personal branding. I've asked her to be on the show today so she could talk about what a brand is, a corporate brand, a leadership brand, but then more importantly, what is a personal brand? And if you have a personal brand, what has created the personal brand? And if you want to change the personal brand, because believe it or not, not all the ones you've been assigned are going to work for you. She'll give you a step-by-step on how to do that. She'll even talk to you about how to think about your social media and what that says about your brand. So with no further delay, let's talk to our very special guest, Sherry Petchy. Sherry Petchy, welcome to the show. Hi, Mac. I'm so happy to be able to join you today. Yeah, this is great. I have been working with you over the past year or so and have thoroughly enjoyed the experience. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show today was because I have seen you in action teach a really, really awesome workshop about branding. And that's going to be the topic of our interview today. So before we get into that, Why don't you share something about yourself? Happy to do that, Mac. Thanks for having me. Well, I currently am the National Director of Learning and Development for Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. We're a 22,000-plus employee, multi-generational family-owned business. I've been with them for a little over eight and a half years. But prior to that, Mac, most of my leadership development experience was gained in the airline profession. And so I've had the privilege of working with the best and traveling around the world several times. Uh, Personally, uh, when I'm home and I have some free time, I love anything to do with horses and the country and um, maybe something that your audience might find to be somewhat interesting or maybe extinct, if you will, is I'm I'm actually part of a five-generation family. The oldest member of our family is uh, 95, going to be 96 years old in October, and the youngest member of our family is seven. So uh, we have lots of stories to tell and lots of great times. And I think, you know, that kind of lends itself a little bit to my personal brand 
as well as my professional brand. So that's a little bit about me. It's amazing that you are 96 years old and still working. <laughs> well, I didn't tell you what level of that matriarch family I was part of. So we'll get through <laughs> that for your audience to figure out. How's that as we go along? Okay. Good. All right. So let's jump in. And so the first question I want to talk about is, is the idea of brand. So when we talk about a brand or in the business world, your leadership brand, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So, well, so brands just in general, wow. You know, so in, in our day in and day out lives, we are bombarded by brands. And I think sometimes we don't even realize uh, that brands are totally sur uh, surrounding us. Right. So it's really um, just a collection of perceptions that are formed in the mind of a consumer or a customer. So when you think about a leadership brand, it's, it's no different than going to your favorite brand of coffee corner, Starbucks, Duncan, whatever that may be, we have our own personal leadership brand. And that's formed in the same way. It's, it's based on experiences. It's based on reputation. It, it's, you know, companies spend millions of dollars and uh, marketing departments and public relation firms to explain what their brand is. But as leaders and as managers of people or individual contributors in the business world, we're doing the same thing day in and day out by our, the actions we take, by the conversations and interactions we have with our peers and our customers. And I, I think to sum it all up, Mac, really a leadership brand is what really serves as a key differentiator from you and everybody else that does the same job or plays the same role in business as you do. That's what that means to me. And that key differentiator typically would be something positive, I would guess, oh, right? Well, it, hopefully it's going to be positive if you're looking to get promoted and continuing to, to climb the ladder, if you will. But, you know, we can talk a little bit about it later. But unfortunately, um, sometimes, you know, we, we, we fail and sometimes we make mistakes. And just like big companies that do fumble sometimes and do some things wrong, I believe your brand can be rebuilt it's always easier to try to maintain a positive brand. But if we stumble along the way, you can definitely take some steps to rebuild a brand. Good. Well, then let's drill down another level and talk about personal branding. We've got leadership brand. What is personal branding? So personal branding is when somebody mentions your name, i.e. when someone mentions Mac Monroe to me, I think about Wow, facilitator extraordinaire. I think about somebody who really connects people. A, a personal brand uh, is the same thing for anybody listening. It's what is the positive message or idea that comes to somebody's mind when people hear your name? And so I think it's also a representation of what your values might be, clearly what your abilities are, the actions that you take. But it really broadcasts a message about I think your character and your performance, for that matter, it tells your peers, your team members, your boss a few things. So who are you, um, other than just your name or your title? We're not talking about that, but who are you as a person? What is it that you do? What are your passions and what are the things that you're really committed to uh, inside the business world and maybe carrying outside uh, the uh, professional world? 
and then what makes you unique and what makes you valuable to others. That really is what what a personal brand is. And it's really, you know, it's kind of catching on. Um, You know, you hear a lot about personal branding in in the workplace now. So I I love the fact that you're picking this title uh, to talk to me about it today, because I really do think it has lots of uh, lots of opportunities um, on many facets of leadership for people today. And now let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Attention HR professionals and conference planners. Are you looking for a great speaker for your upcoming meetings or conference? Better contact Mac. Do you need someone who can relate to your audience and deliver a top-notch presentation? Better contact Mac. Are you trying to find a speaker who can both educate and entertain? Better contact Mac. Mac Monroe, the boss builder, is a sought-after keynote speaker and presenter who would love to present at your next meeting. His most popular topics are how to be a great boss for audiences of managers and executives, how to gain a seat at the table for HR professionals, and how to avoid ending up for all employees. Mac is a phenomenal storyteller, and his talks are lively, entertaining, and loaded with actionable strategies that will enable your attendees to make immediate positive changes. To get more information and book Mac to speak at your next conference or meeting, go online to bettercontactmac.com or call us at 931-221-2988. And now, back to the show. Well, Sherry, that is, uh, that's interesting. That's from a corporate perspective that I don't often get into because I work with a lot of different companies. So why would it be important then to have that personal brand? Well, for those of us that are in the corporate world, or if you have a company that probably recognizes you on some type of a, a merit program, you have the sometimes dreaded performance management process that you go through. And then depending upon what kind of brand you've been building all year long, hopefully you're building some organizational credibility that could lead to some increased earning potential, right? So we all like to be recognized for the work that we do. And in the corporate world, that's called a salary. And increasing your salary and being recognized with a a raise based on, on your brand is probably the single biggest reason why we get up out of bed every morning and drive to the office and do what we do best. The other thing that I think is almost equally important because the old adage is if you if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life Uh, you know uh, talented people attract other talented people so if you are a manager of people or you're an individual contributor leading project or a team the best thing you can do about having such a positive brand is knowing that you're going to attract other winning people that want to work with you or work for you and all of that typically uh, identifies you and can be the key differentiator with your boss or senior executives to say, this is the type of person that we want to promote, we want to recognize, and they are typically the first people that get potential opportunities in, in a company, those people that demonstrate a strong brand for attracting other talented people and developing them and helping them to grow. So those are just a couple of really good reasons um, why that's so important. The other thing I would say is that everything that we do day in and day out is either strengthening our brand, Mac, or it's diluting it. And if you're not branding yourself, you can certainly be sure that others are doing it for you. So why not be proactive and, and take a conscious part in making sure you're building a super strong brand every day? 
I like the way that you, you know, say being intentional about it because who knows what people might think. Mm-hmm. Well then, well then, let's think about this then. If if we decide that we are gonna work on our personal brand, uh, how would we do it? Is there a statement? Is there a process? What do you recommend? Well, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that. Uh, well, I'm a kinesthetic learner for the you know for those of you that are listening out there, and so I I find very great value in writing things down and committing things to thoughts and ideas to paper. So if you're one of those kind of folks, uh, and if you're not, I think it's almost like kind of creating your own vision and mission statement, you know, introducing yourself, how would you introduce yourself verbally? How or how would you do that in writing? And so thinking about what you have, who you are, what is it is you do, how you go about doing that and then putting that to paper and kind of staring that and and really thinking about that, right? And so that starts to help you identify for yourself what really is my brand? How do other people see me? How do I demonstrate to others, you know, what I believe in, what are, what's my value system? And then more important on the job, you know, how are my abilities being demonstrated in, in the role and the responsibility that I have on the job? How am I demonstrating those abilities? And I think after you do all of that and you sit back and take a hard, cold look at that, you can determine for yourself, hey, I'm doing a pretty good job. I give myself a a B or or an A and not a lot to work on. I just need to let other people know about that. Or if if there's some work to do, I think that's a very, very helpful exercise to go through. And then, of course, um, input and influence of others. You need to check your brand against what other people think your brand is. And then as important, at the end of the day, once you've kind of crafted a really good brand statement that says who you are, uh, I always find uh, the level of intrigue is really, really powerful. If you have an opportunity to interact with somebody and you're trying to communicate what your brand is, you want to give them just enough information or tell them just enough about you that hopefully they'll want to learn a little bit more about you you. So I say always leave them wanting a little bit more to get to know about you and your brand. That would be how I'd start out with a branding statement. Well, it's done its job because that's my next question. Tell me more. So give me the give me the steps. I, I see the process. Yeah. So a step by step, what would that look like? Yeah. So I, I call it it's three thirty, three thirty, and no, that's probably not what time it is. But it's about a three second message, a thirty second message a three-minute message, and if you're fortunate enough to actually get some FaceTime with somebody, then it would be a 30-minute message. And so I'll I'll just use the example of in the workplace, maybe you're trying to get in front of an executive or you're trying to get some time with somebody that's pretty elusive or hard to get, and they can really make a difference in your project or maybe even your career for that matter. So that would start off with uh, an elevator speech. If you're coming to work and you get in an elevator with this person, you might have three seconds to drop your brand on them and leave them wanting more. So what would an attention grabber be for you, right? That would be part of selling your idea, just communicating enough to that person to let them know that what you're involved in, who you are, and what they might want to know about you. That would be the three-second message, Mac. And unfortunately, after that, if you got a little bit more time with them, you'd probably want to 
um, ask for some time on their calendar, uh, get a three-minute message together, and that would be a written message, if you will. And that would just talk about uh, the things that you're interested in, what you want to provide more details to them about, whether it's an idea or a solution to a business problem you may have. And then after you provide those details, what you'd want to do is ask for a meeting and when might you be able to present the whole entire picture of your proposal. And that would be the last part of the 30. That would be a 30-minute meeting that you would hopefully get. And that would be where you would actually put your ideas and share your brand and your ideas with that person in the form of a formal presentation. So that's three 3330, your attention grabber, your elevator speech for 30 seconds, maybe a one pager for your three minute message, and then a 30 minute message where you could actually present your ideas and solution and have somebody get to know a little bit more about what your brand is. Remember, you know, the brand is what differentiates you from everybody else in, in the crowd. And what a great way to be able to do that, to get an audience to hear what you have to say. Well, I'm thinking of that, you know, certainly if you worked internally and you had a chance to bump into the CEO or the CFO, but I'm even thinking in my world, you know, running into somebody on an airplane or, I mean, literally in an elevator when I'm at a hotel or places like that. And so that, that's mm-hmm. a, it's a great way to think it through. And uh, it seems like it would work well in sales and in pretty much everything else. Yes, that's true. It really does. Well, do you have some examples, Sherry, of some brand statements that you could share with us? Because I usually, when I have a template, I'm a little bit, you know, it's easier for me to kind of get my arms wrapped around it. I do. So uh, I I use uh, a couple of social media uh, apps out there, if you will. And so I'd like to even... Here, I'll give you my brand statement. My brand statement is, I am a people enthusiast with a proven track record of delivering excellence on initiatives focused on improving engagement, skills performance, and making a lasting impact. That is my own personal brand statement. And so I hold myself to a pretty high level of accountability for that because that's a pretty bold statement. So everything that I do day in and day out in the workplace is all geared toward that brand statement. So the first thing I would caution everybody uh, to do in, in creating your own brand statement is you know, remember, you got to live up to the hype, right? So that that's my example of a brand statement. Uh, I, I, I venture to say if you go on LinkedIn and you search through the cadre of, of people that are out there on LinkedIn or whatever business uh, app that you use, you can find unlimited amount of brand statements. Companies that we purchase things from day in and day out all have brand statements. But uh, another one um, in terms of a, a business uh, example would be someone that might be a, an event planner, say. So a great bold brand statement for an event planner would sound maybe a little bit like this. Master organizer with an eye for detail, meticulously creating and executing special events. You name it, I'll plan it with confidence and enthusiasm. That took me about eight seconds to say, but hopefully back to my just give them enough to want more, that would be enough to make somebody intrigued and maybe want to find out a little bit more how 
I could do that for them if I was an event planner. And then lastly, in thinking about maybe somebody that was a great uh, problem solver or a, a consultant in the business world, a strong brand statement for somebody like that would sound like turning businesses around by finding scalable growth strategies that they can implement today. Several businesses that you know well. And that would be for somebody that has an inside track maybe that knows uh, uh, several other companies that their particular person they were pitching, their brand statement, that would mean something to them. So that's, those are just a couple of examples of what a really strong brand statement sounds like. I like all of those. And I mean, I can personally vouch for yours because I've worked with you on projects <laughs> over in California and down in Florida. And absolutely, you know, just uh, certainly a people enthusiast. And, and, and the other thing I noticed with those examples you gave, too, is, is that at least two of the three, not, not yours personally, but they sort of speak to somebody's pain. You know, I want to I want to uh, I'm having an event and I, I need somebody that pays attention to details. Oh, my goodness. You, you say you have an eye for detail. And mm -hmm, I think that's mm -hmm. great. So you're, you're almost yep. it's almost like you're selling something. And I guess that's what you're doing, right? Uh, absolutely right. We, we're 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 not all in the charitable business yet. We're looking for a paycheck, and we're looking to try to maximize and leverage our strengths in terms of a salary and a living. So, absolutely, we're always selling ourselves. So, building your brand is the most important thing that we can do. Okay, so so there's three kind of main questions that help you build this. What are those questions? Yeah. So back to back to, you know, kind of writing this down and thinking about it. The first thing you want to say, so so who am I? Right. What comes to mind when other people hear my name or other people see my name in email traffic or, you know, in any kind of exchange? Who am I? And that is not defined by us. That is defined by everyone around us. So what is it that they think? And that's why I'm saying, you know, it's always great once you craft your own brand statement to make sure that aligns with what other people think your brand is. But that's the first question. Who am I? The second question, Mac, is so what do I do? What do I do? What support do I provide? Do I influence? Do I drive for results? Do I align people? Uh, am I, you know, someone that can connect others with others to make sure that there's harmony? And so whatever it is that you do, that is the what do I do in your brand statement. And I find that that probably is the, the biggest question and the hardest question to answer because that really does kind of bring your personal values and who you are as a person and what it is that you do kind of brings that into the professional side of the business. And I'm not so sure you can separate those always. And so I think that's a good thing to really kind of think that through and understand how they interplay uh, with each other, right? But how do you, how do you define that for the business world is what we're talking about now. So what is it you do in the business world? How do your personal values carry over into that question? What do I do? And then lastly, um, and this is the pitch, what specific value add or impact do I make? So all things being equal, why should you pick me for the job? All things being equal, what makes me unique or different than the rest of the people that want to do the same thing I do or want the same opportunity that I do? And if I think about the interview process that most of us have to go through several times possibly in our career, at the end of the day, 
they're selecting your brand. If you want to think about it that way, Mac, they are saying, you know, all things considered, this person brings a unique quality and or talent, skill, ability, whatever that is, they are unique compared to all of the rest of the people that are interviewing for the job, the role, the opportunity. So, um, so once again, this just has so many um, applications, you know, professionally and personally, your, your brand does. So those are the three questions. Who am I? What do I do? And what specific value add or impact can I make? Great. All right. So you've got the questions. Now you've answered the questions. Now what's the next important thing to pay attention to? So I know my brand. The next question is, do other people know my brand? And if not, then I've got to go about the business of making sure people do know my brand. And I, one of the most important things that we can do is be consistent. Uh, consistency, being dependable in, in terms of your brand, that is super important to people in leadership because people in leadership don't have a lot of time to be able to sift through who their go-to people are. So if you have a really consistent, strong brand, brand, what you're doing is you're actually positioning yourself as the go-to person for that particular job, role, function, whatever that is. So be consistent, know your strengths, play to them, and create a consistent brand around yourself. And that, that can be tied to missions, objectives, a recognizable you know, elements of what it is you do. Walk the talk, if you will, right? Don't just talk about your brand, okay. but does your, does your walk align with what you're telling everybody your brand is? Be consistent. The other thing is you've got to really kind of know what your value is. So in, in the workplace, based on your accomplishments, the experience you've obtained along the way, and maybe even uh, a specialized expertise. Do you know what other hardworking professionals are worth and what the bottom line is for you? Do you know what your skills are worth? And I think, you know, that goes back to um, everybody wants to try to maximize the amount of money we earn for the amount of time we give our employers. And so really building a strong brand is the way to maximize all of those opportunities. So don't forget, the other thing is it isn't just about dollars. It isn't just about salary. But uh, I find uh, the, the longer I'm in business, Mac, and the more things are changing with millennials kind of being the majority of the, of the, the bench of the, of the workplace these days, they have a different quality of life and the value they put on some things. So, you know, do, do you work for a company that maybe has a college tuition reimbursement program? If you want to, you know, go for your MBA or you want to go for continuing education, um, does the company you work for value working remotely? on occasion, flex time, you know, all of these things, while we don't think they have a dollar value associated with them because we don't see them in a weekly or a monthly paycheck, they really, really do. There's some, in some cases, I would say, I talk to people and they say, wow, I don't care what they pay me. The fact that I can work from home or um, they offer college tu tuition reimbursement, that means as much or more to me than what my hourly wage or what my salary is. So knowing your value and knowing what's important to you is extremely uh, imperative in terms of building your brand. Okay. Well, now that we've built the brand, let's talk about the people that would be attracted to that brand. So you've talked before about finding your people. What does that mean? Yeah, finding your peeps, as I like to say. Well, so we hopefully, you know, we're all building 
advocates out in the workplace. I, I know I have a couple of people that I am extremely close with in the business world. I consider them to be my informal mentors and or my formal mentors. And so they are my people. They are the ones that I can go to. I can ask them, so how am I doing with my brand? Here's my brand statement. This is what I hope I stand for. You know, score me. How am I doing? Give me some feedback. So who are those people in your world that will give you open and honest feedback and not only just give you feedback, constructive, but also if you will, kind of stretch you and, and give you opportunities. So you need to, to find your people and then you need to, you know, leverage those folks. And so hopefully there are people that are in positions of authority that when, when you need um, an advocate or you need somebody to give you a, a good reference or speak well of you in an opportunity where you might be able to get promoted, they would come to your aid and they would um, advocate for you. Um, you know, in the, in the, you know, the public world, I think about folks like um, Lady Gaga. I mean, Lady Gaga knows her people, right? She, she has a sphere of influence, no matter what you think or, or feel or believe about her people, they're her people, right? She communicates them with them in a way that really appeals to her followers, that resonates with them. And literally, I know of a group of people that are traveling halfway across the United States just to attend a concert because they are her peeps, right? So, wow, who in my life would travel halfway across the country um, to see me? Uh, I got to do a little bit better job building my brand in that area. But but I hope you get what I mean with that, right? So she has a following. We need to have a following. We need to know who our people are that will not only follow us uh, in terms of we get promoted, they still want to work for us, they come along with us, and or in terms of advocates, who are those people that are really, really going to help me um, get to where I want to go and advocate for me. But it's really critical uh, that you have a sphere of influence around you and you uh, cultivate those types of relationships because you never know when you're going to need those. Well, it's interesting too, that we're thinking about Lady Gaga. She is almost kind of opened herself up to an entirely new audience now of advocates. You know, I think I didn't watch the Academy Awards, but I had heard that people swear up and down that her and uh, Bradley Cooper are, are an item. So she can. Yeah, she, she I, can, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just an act, right? But I mean, ah, that's what they said on Good Morning America. But, you know, I don't know. I, I, I find, Mac, that the more they talk about those kind of things, the more it's probably true. So um, I don't know. We'll have to wait for the National Enquirer to tell us the truth on that, well, I guess. Thank, but thank you know, it's that. funny that you say that. Um, yeah. So so the interesting thing about Lady Gaga's um, stint in, in, in Las Vegas is she's actually named her show really very important, even to this conversation, Enigma. Enigma. Okay. Right. And so what is an enigma? An, an enigma is like something that constantly is kind of redesigning and re um, orchestrating themselves. Right. And that, and that's really what you can do with your own personal brand. You can constantly be reinventing yourself. And, you know, that's why, you know, I didn't think about it, but what, she's a great example for reinventing uh, yourself. So, uh, 
you know, we do that every day. We do that every day. Well, I love it because it's it's maintaining relevance. So, you know, someone you talk about when you when you've done your talk is is Clint Eastwood, and and he kind of strikes me as someone that has has sort of rolled with his brand as he ages. In fact, my my eldest daughter, mm-hmm. uh, she lived with us for a while several years ago, and and I was watching probably the greatest movie ever made, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and. So she walks in and she says, who is that handsome cowboy? I said, well, that's Clint Eastwood. She's like, no, it's not. He's that old guy that directs movies. I said, Crystal, this movie was it was made in 1964. That was the year I was born. So, yeah, of course, he's older now. But I think the bottom line is, is that yeah. he has he is the enigma, right? It's like a puzzle. So, you know, he was an actor, yeah. producer, director. Um, and so I, I love the fact that you know, people like that are constantly paying attention to their brand and just not letting it slip because it wouldn't look right if, you know, Clint Eastwood decided to do an action movie now. I don't think it would fit. So Yeah, that's that's so true. So now we are both identifying ourselves as baby boomers by by talking about Clint Eastwood. But I you know, listen, irrespective of age, um, I like to refer to myself as a mature millennial. Uh I, I think, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are or what category, you know, they want to put us in, you know, if you're always learning, if you're always uh, trying to figure out a different innovative way in which to do things. Uh, I, I find, I find the, the 20, 25, 30 year old folks, I just love to hang with them because they are teaching me so many things that I need to know, particularly in, in the line of work that we do, Mac. I mean, we, we need to understand how to appeal across the spectrum. And so what I would say, to your younger audience out there is, wow, keep on adopting us baby boomers and those that maybe have 20 or 30 years of experience under their belt. Let let us in. Let us share with you all of the experiences that we have had that may or may not even be relevant to you. You may think that now, but I, I guarantee you at some point in time along the way in, in your leadership career, um, some of these things that we share with you will come back to resonate with you. And by the same token, we we learn so much from you all as well. Oh, I have to agree with that. As you can hear my dogs in the background. Um, <laughs> well, well, on that note, because one of those things that it's not specifically maybe a generational thing, it's something I think all of us use. But social media is one of those things that uh, I think can trip people up. So I guess my question to you is, Sherry, do you use social media and what things should we be thinking about? Um, I, I tell you what, I, I put in probably, gosh, if you ask my husband, he'd probably give you a higher number, but I really put in a long day, week at work. And so I don't have a lot of time, if you will, for what I'll call frivolous social media, but I, I, I am uh, plugged into LinkedIn. LinkedIn has really become a very valuable way for me to not only network with others uh, and share what I'm working on, but just as important to me is to really see how others are tackling challenges in the workplace. So I, I think LinkedIn is a, is a great, great business resource for people to use. And then um, I'm a Facebook fan. I mean, I, I'm not into selfies. I'm not into Instagram or Snapchat or any of that stuff. But I, I use Facebook every once in a while just to stay connected uh, to those friends and 
you know, former colleagues who don't live close to me or I don't get to see very often. Um, but, you know, outside of that, I don't really have too much uh, discretionary time, if you will, for for social media. Having said that, my phone never leaves my side. So I'm constantly plugged in to work, as I'm sure probably just about everybody listening to this is. But, uh, yep, LinkedIn and LinkedIn and Facebook, that's about it for me. But, you know, it works for me. Well, that's good. Well, then I would encourage anybody listening to definitely connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, you know, sure. it's, it's interesting, yeah. too, thinking about that. Um, one of the things, and, and you have obviously worked with Lisa. Uh, Lisa works with me. And the one mm-hmm. comment I consistently get when somebody, when I do a workshop or something is, oh, we just loved working with Lisa. She was so friendly and nice. So, you know, kind of based on that, we made one of our corporate values at Boss Builders friendly. And uh, so it's interesting um, balancing that now that we've made it public, that that's going to be one of our brands will be friendly. Uh, That said, one of my pet peeves on LinkedIn is people that do the little quote boxes and quotes that some of them are meaningful, some of them are not. And it would be things like, you know, hey, this the sky is blue, Richard Branson. And it shared a thousand times. And I don't know why Mm -hmm. that bothers me. But so what I found myself doing out of frustration is making up my own stuff. And, and like stupid things to see how many people would do it. And I, and I started to, I thought it was funny. And then I realized that it wasn't friendly and it was not the brand that we had espoused. And on our channel of LinkedIn, it was the complete opposite. And so mm. I, I think that's, a, that's a, just a word of caution. And fortunately, I called myself out on it before somebody else did. But your, your brand that you are trying to create is possibly different than the one people see on social media. So I think paying attention to that is, is probably a, a really good thing. And uh, yeah, that no, that, that's got me thinking too. Yeah. That's a great call out Mac. And, and that's why I said, you know, for, for what little bit of social media time I spend, I really try to maximize uh, how is it going to be most beneficial to me? It sounds a little bit selfish, but the truth of it is, if you think about time management and and the amount of time that you actually have the opportunity to do that, I, I would caution. I would caution your audience. Here's the here's the deal: the more important you get, and the stronger your brand gets. Guess what? the The least amount of time you're going to have to yourself to try to figure all that other stuff out, right? Because you're going to be in high demand. So, really, you know, like I said, what little time I use LinkedIn, it's it's really more about, you know, me seeking other people that are tackling the same challenges in the workplace, not, you know, not just a exchange or how many times I can like or, or agree with someone. So, yeah, that's a great call out, Mac. I, I'm very covetous of my of my time on any kind of social media site. Yeah, well, I had to kind of look at that as well and realize, you know, I spent an inordinate amount of time scrolling with a thumb. And so I, I started taking them off my phone, which has mm-hmm. been really helpful. It's, it's freed up my creativity a little bit more, um, but it's it's important. Um, so I want to end with with just kind of a summary, and and I love this because I think everybody, regardless of what position you have, needs to think about branding. Our our audience for the podcast is the newly promoted supervisor, or the supervisor who's in the role and struggling, or even people thinking about taking on that challenge. So. I'm going to give you a chance. Just leave us with with something that would be beneficial for all of us when it comes to our mm-hmm. brand. 
Sure. Um, I, 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 gosh, I love working with new, new supervisors and new managers. It's, it's actually um, my number one goal in the area of responsibility that I'm going to have at Southern Glazers this year uh, in 2019. And, and so I, I get to have a lot of dialogue and an opportunity to spend a lot of time with new supervisors and managers. And the thing that I, the thing that I tell them that I, I think they know, but I tell them anyway, which is is you have to be genuine. You have to you have to be transparent because even if you think you're not and you're trying to be somebody you're not, your team will see right through that. So again, that goes back to your brand and what you do and what you say really has to align with what your brand is or what the brand that you want to be is. So be genuine, be the genuine you. It's not about how long you've been in a role and how well you've been doing it. It's just about who you are. I'll, I'll take you back to those, those three questions. You know, who, who are you? What is it that you do? What is it? What are those strengths and those things that you're acting absolutely passionate about that you bring to the workplace. And if they told you you couldn't do those anymore, you'd be really, really sad and disappointed. And you'd probably quit and go look for another company where you could do that. And then the last thing is, is, you know, working on your skill set, fine tuning those, those things that you bring to your job, to your team, to your company, that is going to differentiate you over everybody else. And so once again, all things being equal, what is it that you do that's very unique and a value add so that you can, if you will, be the best leader of people there is or be the best project manager that there is or what whatever it is that you do, you can be the best that you're at at that. But always remembering to stay true to who the genuine you is. Uh, it needs to fit and feel good, right? Your branding statement needs to, to, to be it. So when you say it out loud, you know, it makes you smile because you're going, yeah, that really is me. And when you share that with others, they go, yeah, that really is you. And, and then it makes you feel powerful and that makes you feel happy. And guess what? It's kind of like this exponential circle that just keeps feeding itself when you're powerful and happy and you feel good and you're doing what you do best. It wants you, it, 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 it kind of fuels you to do more and more and more. And then guess what? Other people see that and they want to be part of that. Right. And it sounds really simple. Um, and sometimes I think it is, but if you haven't achieved your brand yet, then you've got to roll up your sleeves and you kind of got to do the, the, the work that's going to help you, if you will, fuel that, fuel that fire and fuel that brand. And then you got to have the story. Once you've done all that, then you got to tell your story. I find so many people in my travels and in the work that I do, I call them um, unearthed diamonds because they come to their job day in and day out. They're doing great work and maybe they don't necessarily have a great manager. Maybe they they don't have a manager who's tapped into the fact that, you know, talent breeds great talent and people that are engaged and enthusiastic help others become uh, engaged and, and enthusiastic. And as I start to talk to them or they come to my lunch and learns and they hear a little bit about what we're talking now, you know, they stay after, after the class is adjourned and they, they want to know more about it. So I would say to you diamonds in the rough out there that haven't been able to tell anyone your story start thinking about start thinking about who your people are who are your advocates out there who kind of stops by your office in the morning and expresses some interest in you those those could potentially be your people
And so, you know, set aside 15 minutes to go sit with them and talk with them and share your enthusiasm about your brand or what it is you're trying to do. I guarantee you that people that uh, care about you and are, are good leaders and are engaged in doing what it is they're doing will help you. And, uh, you know, that's what I have found to, to be kind of kind of my success is you've got to identify it for yourself and then you've got to tell other people your story and not everybody's going to want to hear your story not everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon but those that do boy that is really a great a great feeling of satisfaction and uh you know it just it kind of just feeds feeds itself into making you want to be more creative and more innovative and then bringing people along I hope that's helpful for you, Mac, and those folks that are on your podcast. No, it's, 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 I think it's going to be really helpful for them. And, and I think too, it, it may be a, just a side note here is that you, you do have some value. And if you swear up and down that you are worthless, um, I think you need to do a little deep digging here. Uh, there, there's a purpose for you and I think it's important to discover it. And then of course we got to promote it, which is the brand. Mm-hmm. So Sherry, thank you so much. I really wish my audience could actually hear your presentation uh, because it's phenomenal. Thank you. But I think you've you've taken uh, some of the high points and presented those today. And we are grateful for you taking time out of your busy day to meet with us. It is my pleasure, Mac. And I look forward to um, maybe talking to you about a couple of other uh, topics that I feel pretty passionate about. You and I have had lots of discussion about all kinds of facets of leadership. So it would be my honor to be able to to continue to work with you in this uh, modality. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of the Boss Builder Podcast. You know, if you're listening to these as you are commuting to and from work, I would highly recommend you listen again when you get home just so you can take some notes. We do our best to get you great information. And sometimes if you're like me, you got to write the stuff down. On another note, for your further development, if you work for an organization and you think that it would be valuable to partner with us, which I think is a good idea, We invite you to check us out online at thebossbuilders.com. We have three options, our signature driving results on-site workshop, which our trainers come out and deliver for you. We also have our very popular Boss Builder Academy, which is video driven. And we also offer the option of having your organization license our training materials so that your trainers can go ahead and deliver them on-site. If you're listening to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher, the other thing we'd appreciate is if you could just take a moment and leave us a brief, positive, of course, review. That would really help us out a great deal. And refer this podcast to anybody you know that you think could benefit from it. Until the next time we meet, get out there, boss up, boss on, and more importantly, make a commitment to being the boss at being a great boss. Goodbye.